I'm Shan. Truth City. Mont. Real. We're the Sound Killers. You're now listening to Encore Radio. The views and comments expressed on the following radio program by his hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect the views of... Very happy to have you guys in the building. Um, we're we're really this this is our first this is our first uh, dive mm-hmm. into hip hop outside of you know artists. You know we have we obviously talked to a lot of artists. We talked we talked to producers before, but never a collective, um, especially people um, young black men, black excellence who um, decided hey you know what, we're gonna work together to build something um, for people. So. Talk to us a little bit about Sound Killers. We are obviously extremely happy to have you here. Uh, so who wants to go first? Uh, Sound Killers is something that me and Steph, uh, who's not here right now, but um, he and I started it actually uh, about 10, almost 10 years ago now. Wow. And, yeah. that, that's pretty big. Yeah, it started out as something else. It was more of like a, uh, I was leasing beats, and I was trying to like put something else under a different name. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. And I had um, uh, one of my old uh, managers who, who used to be a DJ um, was doing a lot of reggae music and mm-hmm. he was always saying, you know, sound clashes and mm-hmm. sound killers. And I was always loved that name. So I was just like, yo, I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that for something. And then it started to, the leasing thing didn't happen, but I really loved the name. So I was like, yo, let's just keep the name. And let's just like rock with it. And just, and he, w- he knew Sham for a while. So... He, um, you know, he ended up talking to Sham, and Sham was down, and then we started, like, different people that we really feel fit the vibe of what we're trying to do. Like, we're not, mm-hmm. like, you know, all about money and all these different things. Right, we're right. trying to do, like, mm-hmm. mostly, like, art-based, like, trying to make sure everybody's, like, at the top of their game creatively. You know, we push mm-hmm. each other almost like a fraternity, like nice. X-Men, yeah. in a way. You know, hey. everybody's, the X-Men of hip-hop. everybody's <laughs> got powers, well special, you know, everybody's got special powers, and they do different things, so Sham, you know, is, like he said, an instrumentalist. He'll play, he'll play the drums, he'll play keys or whatever, so if I need that on something, I'll reach out to him, or if he needs something visual for his album cover, like, I'll do that, because I do that, so... Yeah, so it's kind of like cool that we all get to use each other's gifts, you know, in that way. That's what's up. That's what's up. So, 10 years in the game for you, <laughs> right? 10 years, ten a decade years. of this. How did everyone find themselves um, to you, in a sense, basically? Well, well yeah, um, like Rio was saying earlier, you know, my manager is real cool with Steph. And, um, you know, I get some emails, and I'm like, yo, who's this Rio guy? <laughs> so it's like... That's how um, it starts. So, yo, that's how it starts, because, you know, it's, it's you got to show love, you know what I'm saying? If you can't show love to somebody, then your crap is never going to come up. 
Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So I remember. Bro, yeah. I mean, that's that's what it is. And I remember he he probably he hates this story, but he had this thing with I Standard, mm-hmm. and I was like, he was like, you know, Rio's doing the I Standard, and oh, I never man, went to I Standard bro. before, and I went, and Rio killed it. He like won first place, and it was like a whole big thing. And then um, I got second place. You won second place. I got second place. I, I feel like oh, I guess you won. I guess yeah, but for the sake of the radio show, he won. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, but like it, I went back home. And I'm like, you know, the core producers that I was around, you know, like I was better than them. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, I got to get to the point where I'm around people that like drive what I do. Absolutely. And that's yeah, why I feel like definitely. the Sound Killers was a place for me because like, you know, it was like, you know what? I could be surrounded around people that's like better, if not as good as I am. And, mm-hmm. You know, it's, for me, I don't really like to be in front of everything because I just know what team does. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like that was like how I got involved. And then, you know, Steph, I got out of my old situation and Steph was like, hey, man. We're right here, and I was like, "What? We're Rio and them? Forget about it. Like it was a no-brainer." Yeah, so it's, like, it's funny because I I remember hearing uh, Steph play me some of Sham stuff, and this is before we kind of like said that Soundcovers was like a group thing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, it was like almost like, "Yo, why are you over there messing with him, dog?" Like, you know, I, like I knew he had a hot joint, so I was like, "Yo," I was like, "This kid's crazy," and I, I was a little jealous. I'm not gonna lie, but uh, <laughs> once once I started to get that thing where I was like, you know what? he's dope and we could actually do stuff together and we could probably like build together he mm-hmm. could show me things i could show him things so then i opened up but i was definitely like the only child kind of <laughs> like <laughs> that thing okay so uh i i was hitting the pavement like really hard um after i had dropped um my album while i was in the process of working on it mm-hmm. so I, for the third time, I uh, auditioned for the Dean's List tour, right? Mm. Oh, so, I made the final rounds of Dean's List. Right, so yeah. she knows what yeah. I'm talking about. This time? Yeah, this time around. So she knows what I'm talking about. So I auditioned, and like, it was always, it's always like a humbling experience, and it's always a growing experience. So yeah. this time yeah. around, I was like, I'm ready, like, I'm hungry, you know what I mean? I'm about to kill it, you know what I mean? So I go in, and then Mont was one of the, uh, the judges. So I go in, oh. I'm hungry. And, you know, I'm watching everybody spit. I'm just, like, in the chair rocking, you know, waiting for my turn, you know? (laughs) And then, like, I go up, and I give it everything I got, and I get perfect scores. I get perfect feedback and, you know, all of these things and business cards. And I'm thinking, like, nailed it, you know? Mm -hmm. And then I didn't get it, but Mont ran out the room, and he was just like, bro, I don't understand, I mean, what's going on right now, but take my card. And he was like, I'm going to holler at you. So from a distance, you know, he watched me. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I continue to grow. Like, I'm always the type of person where I never stop working. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was like, no matter who gives me opportunity, I'm gonna make my own tour. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I just put out my album. I did open mics. I did shows. I mm-hmm. put together my own concerts. And then Mont was like, Yo, I like this kid. He reached out to me. We sat down and talked. And they was just like, Yo, I want you to be part of this fraternity. Come meet Rio. Come meet Sham. Like these guys are gonna push you and make you better. And when I sat in the room and listened to Rio, normally I rap and it's like, yo, you're dope. And Rio's like, yeah, that was, that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> and Typical then, you know, Sham, Sham is like, yeah, he's dope. You know what I mean? It's just like, you know, like, I wasn't used to it. I was like, yo, I, I, I thought I killed it. But yeah. it's just like, they they saw it and then they'll hit me with the text and like, yo, we like you, we gonna do something with you. And then from there, it was just like pushing forward, man. Excellent. What does it feel like to be to be backed by such a powerful fraternity? You know what it is? It's it's humbling because I've I've always searched for a way to break a ceiling. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm never the best. I'm never good. There's somebody always out there sharpening that pen. You know what I mean? So like what can I do? Who can I ask? What questions can I ask? 
they'll help me ask the right questions. You know what I mean, like these are people who have been in the game, like they said, ten plus, and they always know a little bit more than I do, and they're always constantly learning. Mm -hmm. So for somebody to be ten steps ahead of you and still climbing, but throwing you those extra steps so you don't have to, you know what I mean, like mm -hmm. you know, do all of the extra. Like it's it's a wonderful experience, man, and I'm growing musically and I'm getting hungrier. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's what's so. up. That's what's up. Uh, so Mons. Yo. Uh, <laughs> I ran into Mar, matter of fact, at the Dean's tour as well. We were both judging. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. And, um, you know, just listening to the things that he was saying, some of the feedback he was giving to the artists, it was uh, certainly inspiring. It reminded me so much of things that I was saying in my head just weren't, I just didn't want to say or wasn't comfortable saying. Mom was just like, yeah, this more. <laughs> nah, I'm not really <laughs> <that>. So, <laughs> so Ma, you know, talk to me, how did you make it here? And, um, you know, what... How important do you feel you are to this fraternity? You know, oddly enough, so, all right, so dating back about two years ago, um, I've known Sham for a really long time. Yeah. Um, and we've just always co connected um, by way of music. So Sham, when he connected with the Sound Killers, you know, he just kind of introduced me to this new brand and some mm -hmm. of the folks he was working with. And I was just like, yo, this stuff is amazing. Um, I remember going to the website, kind of listening to some of the music that was ge being generated by the producers. And I was just like, these these guys are crazy. Yeah. And again, you know, and, and a really good thing, good thing to know about me is just like, as a music lover, your love for the quality of music is is really like paramount. You know what yes. I mean? So, yes. so yes. you know, like a lot, of, we get a lot of disposable music, especially with the internet now. So it kind of comes in and goes out, and, and that's just the the nature of the the industry mm -hmm. these days. But anyway, so two years ago, Shame introduced me to Steph. Shout out to Steph, mm -hmm. and Steph, you know, Steph and I talked, and we connected, and there was such incredible synergy there. He, and and Sham knows that it's always been a dream of mine to really work with artists and producers and mm -hmm. people who have a same level of, of like a same degree of quality um, or commitment to quality. So, mm -hmm. you know, here I am almost two years later, most wonderful experience ever. Because these guys, that, like I said, they make the job easy because mm -hmm. it really is, what what does come to you comes with, it's, it's such an advanced stage. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not really working, we aren't amateurs, you know, and yeah. that, you know. And not I'm, at all pretty modest <laughs> and that, that, that's contrary to what I just said but but really that's not we're not we're not some kind of rinky dink operation these guys know what they're doing and I protect them in many ways too because yeah. I don't just introduce them to anyone and be like yo work with this guy because he spit a hot 16 for me because it's, mm. it's bigger than that so, yeah. so here I am and a love of music who gets to work with musicians it's the most it's, it's, it doesn't get doper than that yeah that's what's up man I, I I'm in I'm inspired I'm I, 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 I so I ran into SoundClose after I met Mott, and um, I was like, yo, this is really dope what they put together. And I mean, and I, I don't do the whole, like... Thank you, man. Name, you're welcome. I don't really do the whole, like, name-dropping thing. Like, you could work with this artist, that artist, whatever, whatever. You know, I'm cool with that. I like quality. Like, if I could if I could go through your playlist and I'm hearing quality tracks, like, forget the names. You know, you can make quality music without having a big name, you know? So, you know, shout out to you guys. But, for the sake of this interview, do you guys want to go through some of the names of artists that you've worked with all together? Uh, yeah. I'm, Let me yeah. go first, then. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Let me go first. Uh, yeah, it's been a lot of... Fabulous, uh, Chrisette Michelle, 50 Cent, uh, Bow Wow, uh, Busta Rhymes, been a couple people. Jim Jones. Jim Jones, yeah. 
So, working with those artists, you know, obviously they have a name. Obviously, their name is important not just to them, but to the people who listen to them. Is it when you actually get a chance to sit down with them and try to create with them? What is that experience like? I can imagine, or at least from my perspective, from outside looking in, that it's a balance of ego and um, quality. You know what? It de- it depends. I just I could tell you from having different situations. Like I could with the fabulous song. I'm in the studio with him, and like his verse is already cut. Yeah. Okay. And okay. his verse is already cut, but we're chilling. So we're mm-hmm. like talking, and I'm like giving him some feedback on the song. But in that part of my career, I was really young. So mm-hmm. like I was just like happy that they cut in my song and that yeah. I'm work I'm working. Mm-hmm. But then like down the line when I work with Chrisette, she's just like, Yo, what do you think about this? Fabulous okay. didn't ask me that because his verse was cut. Yeah. Chrisette is like, What do you think about this? I'm like, Well, you know, you should sing it like this. And when you think that that diva or that whatever's gonna come out and they're open to being produced, mm-hmm. now at this stage I'm like excited about that because now my input is warranted. Whereas mm-hmm. the verse the verse was already cut and he's just like, Yo, you think it's cool? And I'm like, All right, I'm in the studio with y'all and all these girls and drinks. <laughs> of of course it's cool but like now when you know you get to work with somebody and they've already achieved something and they're like taking direction from you it's like humbling but then it's, it gets you excited because yo this is why i do it this is why i was like making this song in my house or you know wherever i made it so i think like sometimes it's really not it's not really about the egos and stuff sometimes they're ready to meet you because you have something to give them yeah. as well too so Truth City, yes. so excited to have you in the building. Thank I can't you, even express it. I found, I happened upon you on Instagram just randomly. No one put me on to you per se, but when I heard you track, I'm like, this kid is hot. Thank you, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling him. So recently you dropped your new single, Broadway Junction. It's kind of sexy and punky and jazzy. Yes. Is this in anticipation for a new project coming out, or you just decided to throw some music out into the world? You know what it is? I, I have a lot of music. That that song is uh, two years old. Okay. Yeah, and... um. The thing is, is like I have, like he said, we have a commitment to quality. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the things that we were working on um, that I never let see the day of light, I made a complete album, and then I threw it away. Oh. Wow. I just, I wasn't, it wasn't quality. So you do like, it, you did a Kanye, you just did a thing, just tossed it. <laughs> yeah, I, I spent like five, six months on a project before the project I dropped, and it was dope, but I was like, it's, it's I'm not, it's not ready. You know, so I just put it to the side and I started over. Mm-hmm. And um, but that was one of the tracks that it felt right. You know, I was I was on the train one day, and I happened to be passing Broadway Junction. I just knew it wasn't by coincidence. So I dropped the track, and it definitely is an anticipation. I'm I'm working with these guys on new stuff, so it's kind of like I'm trying to get the old stuff out mm-hmm. and let people know like I'm about to start something new. So mm-hmm. and you know, every day, like you said, there's people. Um, latching on to the new project and the new music so for those people who are like enjoying we live in a digital age so yeah. it's like oh they listen to the album all all summer let's you know what I mean give them something else and people will discover you know what I mean trickle down to the other stuff so. yeah so from your actual look to the way you sound um in the studio on the mic you sound a little bit like Kendrick mm-hmm. yeah also also to correlate with this um commitment you have to high quality. Yes. Do you agree with that comparison, that you sound a little bit like Kendrick? No, I, I get the comparisons. And okay. I understand them. You know, those are definitely artists that I, I love and admire. And I think that's why I'm working with the Sound Killers, to, like, find a new sound, a new niche, something else to explore. And I think um, my coming up, like I said, was just me. Mm-hmm. So, like, I was the only person. I was my only critic. I was my only mm-hmm. person to give myself feedback. You know, I, I didn't have crates, you know what I mean, of stuff that I can study and try to tap into something new. So working with these guys is why I did that. And that's my commitment to quality, to say, hey, mm-hmm. some people are saying I sound like this. I don't want that. Let me ask, you know what I mean? Let me reach out to some people to help me with that so I can get better, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that's why I'm working on that. Yeah. So an important question for all of you guys. 
um, a lot of artists come and sit right where you guys are sitting, mm-hmm. and they say one or two things. Either you are know, put an album out once a year, or, or put a project out once a year, or they say, yo, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just out here putting out music. I want to flood the market. Mm-hmm. Which do you guys think is more effective in today's world? It's weird because I think that you have to keep, you know, your your name in people's, you know, peripheral. Like yeah. you got to make sure that they're seeing your face. So, you know, like as a producer, like I try to do like a remix like pretty often, like once okay. a month or something. And then in between that, there's other tracks and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I know as an actual artist, it's like you know you got to almost drop singles now instead of albums mm-hmm. to just keep people going Mm -hmm. and you know not only that but time is moving so much faster you know like drake dropped his mixtape and then what like not even six months later he did the one with future yes like things are coming out like this now so i can't even really answer that because i think it's changing like as we speak and i think it's like a big thing where like with the internet people want stuff so fast you know i dropped the project and then I get a text like maybe a few months later. It's like, yo, when well, you dropping a new one? I'm just like, jeez, you know? like I had to, like a friend of mine like told me like, you have to give something time to be appreciated. And with that commitment mm-hmm. to quality that we have, you want um, people to be able to sit with something and say like, this is special. I don't have anything else from this person but this. Mm-hmm. And there, there's a reason for that, that I have to continue to like keep searching and keep looking. And as artists, you have to give that commitment to putting gems in there that people can continue to catch um, until you drop something new. And so I, and I think you, you're leaving breadcrumbs too. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know that you're, you're like, let's take Kendrick for example. You know, he put out Good Kid, Mad City and I feel like that was when he got mainstream success. But he had four other amazing mixtapes before that. Mm-hmm. And it's like the people that just got on to him got to go back and listen right. to his mm-hmm. growth and yeah. see. Overly dedicated <laughs> is you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, so I think it's important to, to put those moments out there and let people see your growth you know, as opposed to just being like, you know, single, 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 right. single. Yeah. And, and just to piggyback on that, and because now there's something to be said about development over the years and getting better and better at what you do. But at the same time, Kendrick could have gotten to a point in his career where he got that mainstream success. And then you go back to the breadcrumbs and it's just everything up until that point was wasn't even worth the time and effort. Yeah. So yeah. flooding the market uh, with a bunch of material that just isn't good doesn't present any value because at the same time as fast as you gain a fan you can lose one they'll probably give you one great song and fall in love and give you two at the most before they say I'm done with this guy and I'm moving on because there's so much else out there exactly and one thing you mentioned was that you were watching the growth you know uh, and this is the first time we got to actually meet and mm-hmm. you said somebody's always watching you and that like that gem is what I'm taking away also today is yeah. just like I always feel like you know every time I meet somebody they don't know me you know what I mean but with the internet people can watch you from afar mm-hmm. never hit you with a comment never hit you with a like I never, yeah, I I never mean, hit never you I was about to you. say he taking a shot yeah you <laughs> have, <laughs> no you just have like a lot of people like who like become fans but they're just like watching you mm-hmm. know what I mean so with yeah. that right. is yeah. what you said I want to be able to grow mm-hmm. and from leaving those breadcrumbs you allow people to be part of the growth to yeah. say like yo I'm not the best there's a lot of things I don't know there's a few flaws I have but watch me get better yeah. like watch the growth you mm-hmm. know what I mean yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So I'm starting to see a lot. So I'm, I have a background in website development, website management, um, design. I'm starting to see a lot of words and phrases and um, strategy from that world 
ooze over into hip hop. Mm -hmm. For example, um, I spoke to an artist just recently, and they talked to me about minimalism and mm -hmm. how people, you know, with with the the short attention spans of today's crowd now, okay. if you did like four or five, four or five song EP, and put out something, you know, three, five, six months later, people people will rock with it the same way. Do you guys agree? Mm -hmm. uh, minimalism is a big thing now, like especially like in today's time, because I think. There's, there was so many times where everything was jam-packed. If you ever remember, there were the mixtape covers, and there was like 20 things in the yeah. picture. You know I mean, like, <laughs> people was photoshopping like crazy. You know I mean? like, <laughs> bottles yeah. and Mercedes and And it was crazy, and it's like, now we got into this age where people was like, let me see it, like, and people are coming back to just like, the, the body work, the product. That's all they yeah. want. They want the yes. product. They don't want all the things that come around it. I don't need to see, like, a white bikini girl to buy this underwear. It's underwear. I just want the underwear. But now, like, you know what I mean? Like, brands are just, like, slapping underwear on a white picture and saying, buy underwear. You know what I mean? Like, it's... Yeah. We're back to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I think minimalism is definitely coming back. People just want the product, mm -hmm. want the, the quality. Just give it to them. You know what I mean? With all, all the extra propaganda behind it. Give them the underwear, man. Exactly. <laughs> give, me give, me, give me the underwear. <laughs> ladies, no, I'm boss, boss, boss. <laughs> ladies, 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 Okay, so there's so many different areas I want to dive with this conversation. Let's get it, man. Okay, so let, let's talk about let's talk about the industry a little bit. Okay, yeah. very interesting, lovely place with. Uh, <laughs> There's sub levels. Oh, there are a lot so of levels. There yeah. are there's places there. you can enjoy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Good. Love hate. Love hate. You know. Yeah. So let's 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 start let's start with that. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, there is a. I've I've been interested in being an A and R before in my life, right? Mm -hmm. I love music a lot. I there are A and R opportunities out there right now that I would definitely dive onto, but I feel like I would hate <laughs> my job mm -hmm. and I would hate music right. after doing it for too long because you end up in a place where it's not about the creativity and the culture but it's more so about the actual how much money can I make out of this artist so mm. where, where where do you find that enjoyment mm. I'll start with mine <laughs> well like you know not to harp on the same point but I mean the guys that I work with kind of make my job easy I mean mm -hmm. I don't I don't work for and I'm not even going to name a name because I might be disrespecting somebody but I don't mm -hmm. work for with a, a group of people that are generating a certain type of music that I don't thoroughly enjoy fair enough so, okay you know what I'm saying so you know it's there's a job and then there's your passion and doing what you love and, and mm -hmm. enjoying it and I have the good fortune of working with people who really do deliver so you know I Look, we all got to pay the bills, and, and with due respect, you know, sometimes yeah. you got to work with artists that you don't want to work with. But I think it's honestly a better question for producers mm. who have to who put their heart mm. and soul into creating music, and then Facts. you know, Joe Joe Kill him on the block comes and <laughs> oh he's, he's hot too yeah yeah right now his new joint though. But anyway, um, but, but but that guy comes on and he's got 16s and, and he's got the money for the track. And we were kind of just talking yeah, about this talking before about the interview yeah. started. I can afford this beat. I got the music for it. You know what I'm saying? I've, I've, I've written to it. Give me, please. Mm -hmm. And at what point does a producer say, but my integrity just doesn't allow me to give this to you? Or does yeah. that even happen? My integrity so, set up. Right. So, you know, I, I think it's a better question for like Sham and Rio. So yeah. I have, I have a... a comparison as well to mm -hmm. design because mm -hmm. I, I came from the art world and um, 
you know, one thing that I noticed about the industry that's interesting about music is that, okay, so all the other creative arts like, you know, design and uh, fashion, they all are based on luxury, right? So mm -hmm. you can have Louis Vuitton um, who can sell like this a basic leather belt for like, you know, a lot of money, mm -hmm. you know, but music is still 99 cents, $1.29. Stevie Wonder and, you know, me. And whoever <laughs> rapper, it's still the <laughs> same price. The it's still <laughs> a parallel, but you can go to a you know a gallery and see a painting on the wall for millions of dollars. You know, mm -hmm. it's all because it's a, it's about you know hype and it's about <clears throat> quality and all these things. But in music, there's no barrier like that, and I think that the, sometimes that that people get confused by that when they see sales you know like mm -hmm. if something's really successful it's the number one or whatever is it number one because it sold the most or is it number one because nobody else came out that week and you sold 30,000 mm -hmm. copies Yo, and you're number point. one that's, that's you a know good point. Yeah. but people that's write that on their press release and their press kit like mm -hmm. my first placement was with Beyonce and it was like you know to answer kind of go back to the other question mm -hmm. you were saying like who I work with and stuff with the industry it's like you I emailed a beat you know, that happened to go to a writer. I was never in the studio with her. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that's all what people always ask me. Like, oh, how was it working with her? All these things like that. And I never, I've never seen her before. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it's like wow. behind the scenes, you know, like the industry is like. Yeah, man, it's, it's a def like, I feel like in these terms of like songwriting and sending demos to people, it's just like this disconnect. I think one story I heard was like the B.O.B. record, Airplanes. Like, yeah. they never worked in a studio. It was like an email over of a hook. Somebody redid it and sent. You know what I mean? It's just like this. It's very it's, mechanical. It, yeah, it's very mechanical. You know what I mean? Like, and I feel like we're in these days now where, like, everything is just digital and it's never no feeling anymore. Like, I miss the yeah. feeling of what it was like being I in a studio. I do hear a lot from a lot yeah, of yeah. artists. Yeah, man. I, um, I'm sorry. Y'all no, okay. no, I was going to ask Shaman real quick. I want to um piggyback off what you said. Like, mm -hmm. you said something about, like, the A&R thing and hating your job. Like, for me, like, I do music full time. So it's like, I really want to love the stuff I do. Mm -hmm. So it's like, Sometimes, you know, you got the guy who got the check, kill him on the block, and you like, I could give it to him, but like, am I really, is Mont gonna come back and say, yo, that new song you got with Joe Killamon? I care about that. I'm like, yo, like Rio texted me uh, yesterday, like, yo, that new song, man, yo, it sound like you're evolving, and I like that. I don't wanna be like, yo, did you hear the Joe Killamon on the block? And Rio's just like putting the hood on low. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I wanna get, like, it's like, it's like when you do, when you do this, money is involved, but it's like, it's something about joy. Like, it's like, we got this show coming up and it's gonna be a this Wednesday plug the 21st. <laughs> and, it's like, and it's like this sounds so corny I can't sleep at night because I'm just like you know it's like I see truth posting Rio hit me like yo, look what I'm gonna do with the visuals and then Mont is like yo at We're rehearsal excited, at rehearsal sham stand a little more straight and it's just like everybody's so excited that like I and that and that's the part that I love you know what I'm saying so like I, it's like the joy like you know it's business and you know cut the check and but at the end of the day like did you wake up like oh I gotta go do this radio interview like it's like I'm I'm excited he made a so, good point man cause I was just talking um, to my girl about that I woke up and I said I gotta go to this radio interview in the morning but I was up but if I had to go to work <laughs> like, also, like you know what I mean like ah <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like, trying to drag out of bed. I was up, ready to go, smiling. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, when you love what you do, man, and, like, you love the people you work with, and, like, you guys are For all sure. on the same page, and you have the For same sure. level idea of what you want. Mm -hmm. It's never, like, just walking into some studio with some rapper you want to work with and doing things you don't... Like, I don't worry about that with mom. Yeah. Mom's not going to text me an email saying, Truth, 
you're not gonna like this. But, <laughs> like he won't do that. I know that any opportunity he gives me, like it's gonna be like fun. And it's gonna be a way for me to grow. You know what I mean? That's what's up. Um, the, the, first off, again, thank you guys for all coming into the studio. Thank you. Um, I did also wake up before my alarm clock because I was like, yo, I got sound colors coming. Uh, I got all these artists coming. Yo, it's gonna be so lit today. Nah, doesn't that a great feeling, man? It like is. to it love is. what you do, man. Yeah. Like I and, love what I do personally, but I put my alarm clock on four times before I finally got it. <laughs> I was worried about Rio this morning. Yeah, that's why the thesis, like, especially like I guess for my brand, you know what I mean? Like I preach that a lot. Um if you guys get to catch the concert, I do like sermons. Oh we will. Yeah. Oh we will Yes. Yeah, I go Art, I do sermons. I'm already man. there though. <laughs> the promo was so crazy. Have you seen it on Instagram? I have the promo so, yo, I, I wanna I, I wanna that's look up Instagram <laughs> promo video because the promo the video yo. That's Yo. this genius. Everybody, everybody can check it too. Just go on uh, at the Sound Killers. You guys can see what he's talking yeah. about. Yeah. 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 And, yes. and, and like, platform. That's what we mean. Like you know, we can easily just post a flyer, but like it's always like, yo, I got this idea. Like, how can we push it? You know what I mean? We're doing like creating promo videos and putting stuff together to just give a little quality. It's not about a like. Who cares about a like? You know what I mean, it's person just clicking. You know what I mean, but it's for us to look back and say we put it out there. We're happy with it. And with all I mean? the noise yeah. that's coming out, it's like, how do you get people's attention? Like, you got to do something different. You got to mm-hmm. break. Through, you Isn't know, you're gonna make them stop exactly. in the middle of their scroll, like, whoa, exactly. What? Like, Let me watch that again. Yeah. Well, you know, and I, I hopefully by now you've gotten the sense that this isn't a collective of like egos and mm. no, people not at who all, walk no. around with a sense like we're better than you. So, coming out to the show is actually a great opportunity to meet and connect with yeah. these guys mm-hmm. and everybody yeah. who's a part of the brand because people we want people to feel connected with us yes. you know what i'm right. saying like yes, let's let's sure. all like plug forward together that's it, that's the most amazing part of it so i'm really looking forward to like introducing these guys to people who i've put you know put on i'm um, like that i've introduced to um their work to who like yo Yo, when's Sham dropping another one? I'm like, yo, come to the show, meet Sham. Yeah. Yeah. You know, ask him yourself. Ask him yourself. Yeah. It's gonna be crazy. I know at Truth City, a part of the reason why I did stop is I really love the um, album artwork. Thank you. I loved how it just sounded very ambitious, and it seemed like this little, this young kid. And this big world before him. Sure. I was just like, yo, speaking to my life though. That's like, one of the biggest, like, um, I guess conversations I have, like, with people who like the album. It was the artwork first. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Like, the artwork drew me. And it was done by a guy named Eugene Sirk. He's from the Ukraine. Okay. Um, mm. And it's funny, like, I, it's like you said, the commitment to quality. I was on this website. It's called Deviant Art. Yeah, I'm, I know I'm Deviant a, Art. Yeah, I'm a I'm big familiar. fan. And like. I was going through it. I think I went through it for like three weeks. Like I was so particular on what I wanted it to look like because yeah. I'm a big anime head. So I finally <laughs> found Eugene and I hit him and he doesn't even speak English. So he's using the Google translator. <laughs> never met, wow. You know what I mean? Like, so we were going back and forth. Wow. He was sending sketches for maybe Dope. three months. And I was like, nah, I need to change this here. And like, you know, I need the buildings to look like this. Like, no, I'm gonna show you a picture of the block I live on. You know what I mean? like. It was a lot of back and forth, so yeah. like that album, man. Like, you know, it was a moment in time that I appreciate and like I want to grow from. Yeah, you know? definitely. So Sham and Rio, um, as producers, um, you understand that a lot of reasons why artists do blow up is because of the work y'all two do specifically. Mm-hmm. So Slim Jesus, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I already knew before I even finished. Um, how do you feel? I mean, like the obvious. I mean, it's kind of an obvious answer. How do you feel about him, though? But um, do you feel like an artist like him can even sustain himself, even if he has the best producers on his side? Do you feel like as an artist like him can sustain himself with just dope producers, or do you feel like eventually 
artists like him just will fizzle out by default. I mean, the comment section is destroying him enough. Like, yeah. I mean, just if you read the comments and th- the people say, I even saw something at A3C or some other rapper named some Black Jesus yeah, was like messing with him. Like, it was like, yo, who tell, tell everybody who the real Jesus is. And he was kind of like <laughs> pulling him oh to the God. side and the kid kind of ran away. Like, oh. I, like so I just feel oh, like. Oh, he's a punk. How yeah. he, he was in Brooklyn last night, matter of fact. He's like oh. a little kid. Don't he's tell like, me real, that. No, he's, he's like the only Jesus is fighting. Though. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's already, um, yeah. But I think that, you know, just like with anything, there's like fast food, you know. Mm-hmm. And then there's he's fine, a fast there's, food of hip hop. I'm here for fine dining. So, mm-hmm. you know, you get, you know, sometimes. Pick what you want, man. You want the quality, you got to like, you know, pay yeah. for it, appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I think he'll fizzle out. You mentioned fizzle, so I think he'll fizzle out. Mm-hmm. But like you said, fine dining, you know, it's going to be an audience for that. So they're going to like him now, and then it's going to, it's a defining else is going to come. Maybe. Like, it's a defining moment. Some people never stop liking fast food. And here's another Ever. thing. Mm-hmm. I noticed with things like love and hip hop and certain reality shows that I, I, I question why people are into this. And I think that it's mainly because you need to see something that makes you feel better about your life or yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So I think when a lot of artists or a lot of people see Slim Jesus, they think, oh, at least I'm not that bad. <laughs> or at least Fair I'm enough. not, you know what I'm saying? Or if you see somebody crazy <laughs> on Love and Hip Hop, you're like, I'm not that crazy. You know, and you feel better Word, about that's it. True, I think there's something about yeah, like hearing true. really ratchet, yeah. really like terrible, mm-hmm. you know, music that it just makes you feel, you know, yeah, you know? And especially if you don't make music, like, you know, <laughs> If someone could sing a Fetty Wap song, I think that's why he's popular because anybody in the club can sing that and not mm-hmm. sound, exactly. they sound better than him. Because I yeah. can't sing for right? shit. That's <laughs> but in the club, you like, like, but I think that's why he's popular. But there's a lot of intimidation I found out when I was in LA. If you got like a beautiful girl who can sing really well, she doesn't do well in the like, uh, in like polls. Because people like a lot of women are insecure, they jealous, mm. they don't want their man looking at her, and then she's right. talented, you know, fuck that bitch. It's a lot of that. So I noticed that like it's it's really weird. Like the girl from Pussycat Dolls, Nicole Scherzinger, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. she had so much trouble because she could sing, she was pretty, but you know, I, I've seen that. So I think that sometimes people want a little bit of trash, you know, yeah. they want a little junk food in their in their life. Flaws. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. All right, so we're going to cut to a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about industry plans and um, a, little, a, little, a little more into some uh, current events. It's the Uncle Radio Show. Good morning. What's up, folks? This is Wise. This is I.S. Jones. On November 11th, we're going to put together our very first show called Art Genesis, the Hip Hop Manifesto. Address is 226 West 145th Street. Art Genesis, the Hip Hop Manifesto, is a series of shows about representing hip hop as a form of art. We're going to have a dope collective of really awesome rappers. On top of that, we'll also have some side performance. Yep, we have Lil Reggie of Empire of the Nation, Denzel Porter of Wreck House, Yo Luck from VA, and Lion Clan of Camo Style. Plus, special guests by my good friend DJ Mega, and of course, my co-host, Ias Jones. Hosted by Sammy Alexandra, y'all know her for the My Mama Make It showcase. So definitely come out, November the 11th, tickets are $5, media, you guys get in for free. Hit us up, the Encore Radio Show at gmail.com. Yo, 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 it's your favorite South Bronx rapper. Reggie the God, coming from Empire of the Nation, Fear the 23rd, and all that. And I would like to invite you to the New Rules pre-shows, November 13th and November 28th. 
full of dope artists. And if you want to perform, just hit me up on my social media handles, Young Regito on Twitter and Reggie the God on Instagram. I'm definitely accepting artist music, dope artists only. I don't come to me with all that foo foo. I don't care about that. I'm looking for dope artists that's about it, that have their heart and their music. So if you're down, you're down. Hit me up. No rules. Coming up on a future episode of the Encore Radio Show. Check, check. I'm good. Look, tuck your win as I enter. Rap, fuck, kill, all part of the agenda, bitch, I'm raw. Fuck skills, saw God in the mirror. Heard the devil in my thoughts, good at heart, but I'm a sinner. Heavy ball is a scripture, hit me draw. Heavy picture, this is art. Close your eyes, let your ears see me clearer. Fuck your gimmicks and your image. I'm organically designed. You special carnet, dumb niggas paying for shine. Okay, you made it, that's fine. Went to the major, got signed, lost your spark. Meanwhile, I got greater with time. You make jingles, I rhyme. I heard your single, you try. Now can you please return into the fucking shadows? You climb from out of survival, full-time grind of pain that was born out Ashamed of being deprived of all of the things I want to pray. Hoping I don't catch a case. No lie. Move eights, move O's on that eight train line. Smell that dink in my clothes. Well, that stink so loud. I'm flipping trees, stacking dough. I need studio time. Need a means to an end. Chasing dreams. I intend flipping trees that I would shift. So my feet trying to win. No sleep. You do it sales. I do me. Fuck a trend. A little frail, but I swing. Go out of bitch. Nah, nigga, not me. They got a little bars, but them niggas not me. You looking at a star. I'm a whole different breed. Different caliber underground with these amateurs. Just stuck in limbo All of that shit Made me an animal Won't die waiting No not me Boy yeah, I'm hungry Before I quit Walking the label We'll see four strapped on me I'm a beast Heard you were sleeping on me Where a nigga rest in peace Hey boy you're so bony What they feeding you Beats To me that's just a side Boy I'm out here trying to eat All these niggas trying to rhyme I'm just gonna end up With a feast Of rappers on top of the game I'm after waiting after you Gonna only make me mad I got a fucking attitude I need a challenge I challenge you You platinum will wait some years We'll see who's here after God I hope them niggas hate me You made them nice like me I'ma show you why they ain't me was never born away, take breaks only occasionally Rap slaughter fuck kill beats on the daily And murder was the case that they gave me, nigga Truth City, man Shout out to y'all, man Thank you, Encore Radio You already know what it is, Sound Killer Alright, we're back, folks This is the Encore Radio Show Live here with the Sound Killer We just had a very interesting conversation there This is deep, <laughs> deep, deep Oh, man uh, Wise here with I.S. Jones, Ice Jones. We got to share a mic. We're very, we got, we got very, we we're, got we're very, very close. Cl- we're very close today. Yeah, we got very close. Harmonize for the rest of the interview. Facts. We will try. Mm-hmm. We, we will try. try. We will try. <laughs> I can't sing. Anyway. I'm not going to sing in front of you anymore because you blackmailed me. <laughs> he has footage of me singing horribly and I'm, mm. I'll never forgive you. <laughs> never. <laughs> and we're here with the sound killer. <laughs> yo, yo, email me that, son. Yeah. I will. Y'all I will, so, actually. Y'all are so petty. I will, though. actually, because I told her don't sing. It gets posted mm. if you don't show up at the show. Oh. Yeah, oh. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. I like why that. Would you, we don't why see would y'all you, in the show. But why would you give him ideas? <laughs> you are now. Oh, man. So, so, let's talk about industry plans. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people have been discussing it. I mean, it's been going on for, for years. It's been going on for years. For decades, matter of fact, actually, but in this in this in this time period where we are, I mean, at least myself, we're all looking for genuine, um, true talent. Is it is it annoying to you guys that people still, you know, industry still like grooming specific people to be like, okay, you know what, yo, you fit here real well, and you have this correct sound. Let's just let's just slide you in here. You know, you may not have everything, but we could we could we could give it to you. It annoys me. 
personally? I mean, just like on a, a standpoint of independent music and all of the grinding that you have to do, mm-hmm. like to get fans, and then somebody just gets slid in. Mm-hmm. It, it just annoys me personally, but I feel like it doesn't because at the end of the day, like quality like lasts forever, and like that mm-hmm. can only like it'll fizzle. Like the only thing I get annoyed by is that like you taking up like 15 seconds more of my time. I mean, like mm-hmm. you're you're interrupting a process of people who are working hard. So that's why I get annoyed. But mm-hmm. it's inevitable. Like eventually you'll fizzle out and you'll get out the way. You know what I mean? I'll go to the to the producers. You guys ever see? You know, randomly, you like, you know, obviously with you guys being deep in music, you hear about artists a lot, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Is it ever a situation where all of a sudden an artist just drops out of nowhere and you're like, but you got this person backing you and I've never heard you before? How does this... I think that it, I mean, it's it's the business side of it, man. I've seen it so many times where, like, there's, there's a lot of people who are looking at the map, looking for blips on the map, like, mm-hmm. whether it be, like, spins or, like, this person is, like, running their whole town, like, they got their songs on the radio, they're doing clubs or whatever, and then these people like to swoop down and grab them and try to make money off them. Mm-hmm. That's really what all this is about. It's yeah. about nothing else. It's not about Capital. music. It's not. It's just about the bottom line. And if if I'm, you know, someone once told me there's no money in innovation, you know, only in like duplication, like mm-hmm. only being like he, he, the person said that I don't have to be the first person. I just need to be the second. You know, if like if there's, ah. if I see, but it's true. And that yeah. was a it was an industry person, and yeah. it's it is very true. We are creators. We mm-hmm. want to s- be the spark, right? Mm-hmm. But someone's looking for smoke, and mm-hmm. when, and they're gonna come over there, and then they're gonna you know rake the culture. They're gonna do yeah. whatever, and then they're gonna get to the next oh, yeah, go back to the, the next yeah. smoke fi- that they see smoke signal. Exactly. So I think that that's really what it's about. And I I don't know if there's a strategy of like industry plants I think it's just mo- people who make money like Bobby Schmurder his songs blown up people signed him yeah. Fetty Wap his songs blown up people signed like because you're not gonna you need the machine right you need all the PR you need all the press the, the everything so then they sign the deal and they get it and then they're not hot no more they left Bobby Schmurder in jail whatever you know what I'm saying like for real right you're right you're right um, so I that was Shan by the way that wasn't me I I watched that interview Blazing. matter of fact about well listen to that interview matter of fact regarding uh, L.A. Reid and leaving Bobby Schmurder in jail and you know Freddie Wobb another just blew about a nowhere type situation um, have you guys had a chance to listen to his listen to his project I, tr- I tried I tried Freddie Wobb yes I tried I tried you know what? I appreciate, like, and we talked about this a little earlier. I appreciate ideas. I appreciate, like, the the overall uh, stereo. Um, I guess, like, when I'm listening to the album, I'm like, oh, I like these melodies. Or, oh, I like this hook. You know what I mean? Like, I, I try to listen to everything so I can pick apart something okay. I like mm-hmm. dope about it so I can apply it as an artist. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. guess, so to speak. So, lyrically, it's, it's definitely not, like, a Nas or anything, but... You know, like, I, I listen to it. I said, I pick a part what I like. This is good for, you know, a couple radio spins, and then on to the next. It's like, Mu- we, like we always do. And I think that music, you because without the internet, right, just imagine, without internet, without, like, Netflix, without all these things to distract us, mm-hmm. music was a way of life, right? Mm-hmm. It, was, right. it used to yes. really be that. But I think now music is on in the background mm-hmm. of life of my Instagram, of my Snapchat, of the concert that I'm at. I've seen so many concerts where people aren't there to 
to actually listen to music. Right. They're there to take picture there to make people jealous right. to, see, to see that they got iPads. in. You know there's actually crazy artists that be at Coachella? Go figure. I know you're yeah. doing because every it's all about it's all about the fit it's all about just being present yeah. where it's where things are happening where the mm-hmm. live is, event is it's I about mean, that me isn't, now. yeah and it yeah, isn't to me. take away I don't want to take away from the variety that has to exist in music right we can coexist like Fetty Wap can live in a world where there's yeah. a Nas you know what I'm saying so it isn't like to take away from anything anything from artists like that um, personally it isn't my cup of tea but we all have our moments. We yeah. be in the club and enjoying it. There's an yeah. atmosphere for Place it. Because you don't want to seem crazy when the song come on and everybody else singing it. Right. And th- there's no, you know, there's no foul for that. Like, for you to sing along with it and just enjoy right. that moment. You got a girl grinding, whatever. And that's what I think that that's about. Like, it's, it's okay. about... I don't want to look stupid not right. knowing this song mm-hmm. and you know or I'm just enjoying myself well I can't not I can't like this song just because it's on in the club yeah you can like it and, and there's and that's there's other misconception that there isn't good music out right now there's Ton, there's yeah. tons of amazing music yeah. like you just gotta know you gotta dig more than ever to get it but it still exists yeah. but you know, I, was, I was speaking to somebody recently and Sharon so I, my wife has a friend who was like really just like looking for every reason in the book not to come to the show that we're having on October yeah. 21st Sound Killers Kim- plug, plug, plug. Plug, plug, plug plug right here in Brooklyn um, but anyway um, <laughs> so she but she was fronting right you know like one reason or another she couldn't come but homegirl is at every Jay-Z concert she makes the time and but you know what there's Y'all something that's artists. but you know what I actually like now is that there's there's something there's something to be said about the people who are ahead of the curve who really know what's coming next, who has an appreciation for what's underground and what's just, what's incredibly dope outside of what's on the radio or what everyone else is aware of. There's there's no talent or value in the person who knows what's hot because it's already been hot, right? Mm-hmm. Don't tell me Jay-Z's dope. Jay-Z's been around. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tell me about some kid who is in the Bronx named Phoenix Says who makes these incredible beats and you have to hear it. Yeah. That's 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 more of a value to me. Absolutely. So that's becoming a thing. So I like, it is. Kids though. are that's like what I'm kids are really into like discovering like the next. Kids you love SoundCloud. You can talk about surf forever. Pitches yeah, and like, Planes just did an article where they were talking about like where they were like, yo, you would be and just really surprised to hear what like 18 year olds are listening to right now mm-hmm. we've never heard of some of these artists but this is what they're into yo speaking of that my little brother uh, he's he's in college and he's playing he got a football scholarship and we were talking and he was saying how like you know he doesn't know what's gonna happen after football and this and that so he's been DJing and he's always loved music he sent me uh, like his first couple of mixes the other day and I swear I didn't know one song <laughs> but it was all jamming uh-huh. I was like yo uh-huh. I was like you yeah. gotta send me this stuff it's and an awesome feeling when you hear something new and yeah. then you be like what is, I, I, I literally like on my phone like I every day I add about 10 new songs a day I have 6,000 songs in my what wow. size is nice. what size premium that's what I'm saying how many from like and not it's like exactly. due respect to those people even the people mm-hmm. that are out right now that are hot right now yeah. I'm you know I always have more interest in who's next you yeah. know and I'm who, looking for that who doesn't have the audience but it's just right. making incredible music exactly. yeah the most interesting part of what you guys said just now is that the I don't want to say the young generation but kids <laughs> who are still between like 16 and, and 21, they have a much different perspective on music that they like to listen to. Right. Right. Yeah. My secret 
I have little cousins who are still in my who are in my generation of family members that are 14, 15. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, Serena, what you listening to today? Yeah, yeah, you know, and I, I, I'll yeah. plug from her and I'll listen to that person and I'll kind of like piggyback on from there. I don't, I mean, I'm 27. I will never have a connection with an artist who's, who's 19. But yeah. at least I can find out about them and mm-hmm. I can watch their career grow and, and you know, grow with them. Right. So, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's really the secret. You have to stay, you have to keep your foot on the ground and you can't do that as, you're, right. as you get older. As you get older, your head starts to kind of float about onto so many other other different things. And you know, I will say this from a production standpoint. It's weird because, you know, I know me and Sham started making beats on the NPC. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like very tactile, very like analog. Yeah. You had to like chop the sample, the everything. You only had a limited a limitation with sample time. Mm-hmm. Now when you have a computer and YouTube and download <laughs> Fruity Loops and a drum pack, you know, you're good. I had to mm-hmm. save up money to get my MPC like yeah. you two thousand dollars like you yeah. had to really like want even be in the studio you had to pay money like it was it was there was a price of entry now mm-hmm. there's no price of entry so right. I, there's kids that are doing stuff now like like I said my brother's mix that he played like there's they're doing things like I just technically know. that I'm like how did they even know how to do that like that took me so long to learn but. You know, now with Google, with YouTube, there's tons of people learning. Like back in the day, you had to know somebody yeah, who had an MPC yeah. to show you how to do And if they didn't know, then you was really, you know, you was really mm-hmm. lost. Like, so I think that it's beautiful. It, it, it's also like the older you get, you want to hold on to the rules that you followed growing mm-hmm. up because yeah. you feel like other people have to go through that you paid too. The, you paid the, you yeah, paid, yeah, right. But yeah. it's not true, you know. So I think a lot of these kids get good in like two, three years. They, they learn what it took me 10 years to learn in two or three years just from asking that's great, YouTube. Man. I was yeah. probably like 15, 14 when I probably first heard one of Sham's beats. I was like, yo, Sham made this? Yeah. But if that would have happened today with a 14 or 15 year old, right. they'd be like, oh, cool. Like, don't. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, this is going to segue into, uh, was segue perfectly into uh, my next question. Now, you guys see it a lot. I'm from the, I'm, I was born in the 80s. I believe a lot of you were born in the 80s as well. Right? 90s. I'm a 90s baby. 90s. I'm a 90s baby. Y'all lucky. You lucky. Cool, cool. Yeah, <laughs> so, you know. 2000. <laughs> Yesterday. <laughs> Yesterday. So, Yesterday. you know, you see a lot of people feel salty in a sense that, you know, we, we, we went through this hard, this hard, tough road mm-hmm. and you guys are doing this so easy. You don't understand. You don't feel the culture of it. I see a lot of a lot of people that are my age and and, and even slightly older slightly older talk about oh well music isn't the same no more and I don't like this and I don't like that mm-hmm. but hip hop is so young so isn't there, there a is yeah, yeah it, isn't isn't there still room to grow room to fit all of these different sounds into the into the culture yeah I mean we came from a place you know I mean like doing our research like as I was coming up like we came from this place where everything was just this. And then it branched out to like a borough. Mm-hmm. This borough had like you know from Harlem they had Caribbean sounds. Now people were adding this, and it's just like it became this subdivision. You know what I mean yeah. of different sounds. So it's like I get that people always want to keep you know what I mean what they latched onto when they were younger. But at the end of the day, you have to give something time to grow. It mm-hmm. has to go through phases. Like 
everything everything has to evolve like everything. i remember i went i was in la and i went to this conference and the keynote speaker was quincy jones mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they went like over his story and you know quincy jones is like amazing as far as what he does on the production side but mm-hmm. the because i'm in the musicianship he told some stories that i didn't understand he said he came up in the big beat era the 50s the 60s the 70s the 80s and he was producing and learning different styles so it was like, you know, jazz is a derivative of gospel. Mm-hmm. So some of those things, oh. you know, like some of those like chordings and things they do piano wise like that, it came from gospel musicians. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying all that to say like, you know, sometimes somebody from gospel might hear a jazz song and say, oh, that's a rip from this gospel song and whatever the case. It's not like don't love the song because it had to evolve. It started with that song, but it has to go somewhere else yeah. and become mm-hmm. better. So even though hip hop is young, I think it's going to continue to get better. But I care about the quality of the hip hop evolving, mm-hmm. not just like it being like this person carbon copy into the bad guy being carbon copy into a worse guy. Mm-hmm. It, it, it needs to be like it needs to come up. So I think that's why, like, I, for me, like, when I see music, it's not that I don't want to listen to it. It's like, okay, Fetty Wap, okay, what's going to come after him? Mm. Because somebody's younger listening to him, and they're going to get on it. Yeah, but it's, and it's like, I want to hear right notes. I want to hear melody. Mm. He has great melody, but I want to hear melody sung correctly in yeah. the right pitch. So Yeah, but, you know, I think the thing that, that kind of showed me where the youth is thinking is with the whole Drake um, and Meek Mill battle, right? Mm-hmm. When it was exposed that, you know, Drake has help, you know, that he's human, that he's actually, you know, getting references or getting ideas from other people because he's such a star now that he doesn't have time to just sit there and come up with everything from scratch. It's like he needs to, you know, he's a business now. And I think that um, when you saw that, that that those reference tracks came out and all the old heads were like, oh, just like, oh. Waiting. But then the young people were like, what? That's what I'm saying. Like, like really? Because you, here's wrong? here's here's my here's my theory, right? Singing has been around forever, mm-hmm. but rap is relatively new. It's very relatively young. So I think in the beginning of singing, maybe you know, like to say that someone's not singing a song they didn't write is kind of weird, right? Like Whitney Houston didn't write hardly anything, mm-hmm. like you know. But we still think she's one of the greatest singers of all time. Mm-hmm. You know, I well, think cause, well, singing because singing is a the, the actual. Technique. So yeah, it's so rap, though. Well, it, it's a it's a skill. It's a, it's a skill. Mm-hmm. This is what I'm saying. It's evolving. Therein lies the problem. It's evolving. <laughs> look, look. It's we evolving. all think we can do it. <laughs> it's, evolving. it's evolving to this point to where it's not young anymore. So okay. all the things that all the people wanted it to be and all this stuff, it's not doing that. It's a it's a grown. It's a, having a kid. Mm-hmm. You can tell your kid all these things. You can train them. You can whatever, and then they're gonna be who they wanna be. And that's what I think we need to how we need to treat the music. And you know, there's gonna be other genres of music gonna come out of hip hop that you know people are gonna be like, what? Like even dubstep. Dubstep had like a small little, but the the community like destroyed it. Like there was people like, oh, dubstep shouldn't be like this. It should no, be like everyone. Everyone has their opinions, man. But I think you should. It should just evolve how it's gonna evolve. And there's a lot of really good hip hop out there. There's a lot of trashy stuff, but. I'm just saying that nowadays the culture is that that you know you don't have to write it, man. As long as you can perform it, as long as you're entertaining, as long as you're selling tickets. Mm-hmm. So, quick question, just a quick question, because we will never, we dive into that Drake conversation, we will never leave here. Right, right, yeah. right. <laughs> okay, can Drake be considered a great mm. of all time? Of course. Okay, 
because I, I do sort of feel of course but if there's more to that question go ahead finish the question okay, okay no can he be considered a great of all time if he has people writing reference tracks for him or a lot, giving him basically the entire thing so, all he's doing is just rapping it so question can Kanye Right, because Kanye right. did the same thing, has right. done the same thing. That's what thing. I'm saying. Like, so, I feel like... And so has everyone. Exactly. But they, everyone. It's, you just don't know those stories. Right. Because right. right. you're not supposed to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the thing. Well, it's taboo. No, why, why not? Because, sure, because in that same thing, Quincy Jones said, another another key point was, the key to your success is collaboration. Yes. So like I so like I always say, like sometimes Rio just told me something. It'll be like one, like one full minute. And I'm like, where's the rest? But he's like, what do you think of it? Yo, did you hear any keys on it? Because he's looking for collaboration. Because once I play keys on it and I hear it back, it's something different now. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's collaboration. Somebody, it's a compound. Right. right. But it's like somebody, like, you interrupted a process that you, you don't need to be part of. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like when that whole thing happened with the Drake and people were like, oh, he has writers and I wonder who else is like, it's none of your business. Enjoy the music. It's yeah. collaboration. Yeah. That's I mean, another like, job yeah. for somebody. Like, like, I mean, collaboration. Like, and appreciate the product that you've been given. You and I mean? did, like, like I said, he's a brand now, so he doesn't have time to miss. Mm-hmm. He can't miss. He can't. It's like he's got too much rock. Too, he's paying too many people's, you know, salary to just like Take go in out. there and start from scratch, like all right, guys, like right. but and, but cares. and when you get de- right because when you dedicate yourself to caring about your legacy, exactly, then obviously things that you do along the way will require some assistance. When you come in and what you're doing may be a little bit more raw, people immediately start to step in and help you refine that. That's yeah. what producers do, right? right? Mm-hmm. They don't just give you a beat and walk away. Hopefully. Some, <laughs> some will sit in the studio and, and help you c- and create that song and say, okay, you did, you see how you were hitting this note, I'm thinking you should take it a little bit higher. So all of that, to Sham's point, is about it's about collaboration. Now, I hear what you're saying. With, with rap, there is just this unspoken rule about not having people write for you, which is preposterous. And I think we, we talked about evolution, and we're at a point now where fundamentalists may not agree with me, those, those people who are like hip-hop core, you know, 1982, this is what it should have been. But we have evolved. We've evolved, evolved to a place where hip-hop wants to deliver something that's great. And, and some people care about that and recognize that I can't do this alone. It yeah. takes it takes And it's like, are we talking about a help. song? Or are we talking about a record? You know what I mean? Like, right. are mm-hmm. we talking about, like, you know what I mean? Like, a quality body of work. Like, right. I think if Drake didn't care or if, like, it was a thing like, oh, I'll just wait till I get in the studio, write what I write, and it's done. Like, he reached out to somebody right. to say, help me make this great. Right. You know and, mean? you know, I feel like that this, I, I realized Santa Claus was, wasn't real when I, <laughs> when I found out about, like, my favorite producers like Timbaland or whatever like they right. put their name on it but then you don't know some kid from Virginia like you know that he found on the street is really making that beat like there's so many beats that you think are yeah. somebody that they're not and I you think that as it. a producer I, that was that blew me away at first but then I, then I started to understand like okay well you know Timbaland has made so many beats in his life you know, and he was doing that for someone. He was doing that for Devante in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Devante yeah, was putting you. his name. So it's all, that's how it works. Like, you can't be. And, like you were saying earlier, you just want to be second. So if more people want to have success, and if, if you consider Drake's music great, why wouldn't more people follow that? Like, yeah. if you know, like, oh, I'm going to write every lyric. All right, cool, man. Like, you right. wrote every lyric for five albums. Like, if you want to have some, like, if we're talking about bringing up the quality of music, if I could bring in some people that's going to keep the quality of music Make high. Make me better. Right. right. Why wouldn't I want to exercise? Like, I want to exercise that. And, 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 ask yourself how many 
how many projects or albums or songs that you love would never have existed if someone didn't follow this model? I'm afraid to ask that question. Right? Do you I'm think about all like, of it? I'm afraid. I think all of it. Nothing would exist. I'm afraid. The collaborate. So writers, to Sham's point too, is like that's a full-time job for people. And some people don't belong behind the mic. But some people are crazy with that pen. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. Fetty Wap is a great writer. If someone mm-hmm. else sang those songs, they might be amazing. Like, yeah. But in this in this world, we have we've lowered this, you the know, bar. gate of bar yeah, of entry exactly. right. to where you know yeah, it's it's acceptable. Mm-hmm. We'll take a songwriter's voice. Right. And like like just speaking on terms of my like, I spent a lot of time ghostwriting. Like I never really got a chance to like tell people because it really wasn't a thing like you talk about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? yeah, it's something yeah. you do. So like I spent a lot of time ghostwriting. I used to go to studios. People email me like, yo, you send this over, I send you this much money. Like, and I used to just send, I used to send bars and then I used to sit on, you know I mean, uh, as World Star Hip Hop and I'm watching guys drop songs and I wrote the lyrics. Wow. wow. And then like, they're I didn't dropping even know. it. Does that hurt? Then, hmm? Does that hurt? It, it, it started to hurt. I mean, at first it was like, yo, I'm just trying to get a little bread or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. I laugh, somebody be like, you heard that new, new joint? And I'm just like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was cool, but after a point in time it started to be like, you know, like, where's my record? I helped, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I yeah, helped. Yeah, you and want your name on it. Yeah, and that's why I feel like as a ghostwriter, like, Drake, he didn't hide anything. Like, the guy's name is on the credits. He's like, the, the credits. guy got credits. The last two albums. And then the guy told the story, I think, in um, Complex. He said, look, like, Drake, I was working at a bakery. Drake saw me. A he was like, yo, I'm going to give you, you know what I mean, a retainer, fly you here, quit your job, come and help And if you me. hear his, his stuff on his own, he ain't it off like Drake. The way that guy yeah. He said, I walked in, Drake already had the records done. I just kind of, he said, what did you hear on this? Mm-hmm. He mimicked some of what Drake already did, added his flavor, and Drake was like, oh, I like the way you switched it up on this. So I'm going to do that. So it's like people are listening to these reference tracks, but they don't know the time frame in which they were made. You know okay, I mean? see, yeah, I, can res- I can respect that. I can respect that because like, if you put your, if I see that you're credited, I'm, I'm expecting that you might have said, oh, no, don't use that word, use this word. Or, you know what, let me maybe do this verse this way and then do the other but verse a different way. You know, that's what I expect. I don't yeah. expect you wrote the whole damn thing and was like, yo, re- you know what, here, write it and I wrote it for you. All you got to do is just repeat it the exact but same way. But see how it's interrupting you enjoying it? Like, I mean, like, now people are listening to me and they're like, oh, I wonder who wrote this. Like, this, like <laughs> if Steve, oh Jobs, Steve Jobs himself didn't make my iPhone, <laughs> iPhone but that doesn't make me it's like it any team, less. Though, that that yeah. it well, it's a whole team, It's called, a who? It's a called Apple. Mm. It's, it's, <laughs> you know what? No, it's called Apple. So if it was Drake and Cole, I would be like, all right, I, I understand it's Drake and Cole or Drake and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But to just say Drake and then I got to go and look at you. I got to log on to ASCAP man. and yeah. figure That's out business. who wrote like, look at it. It's like Michael and Ryan Lewis. I mean, yeah, like, I like that. Yeah, yeah. He's like, it could have been But it's just business, Macklemore. though. It's business. To, because then, because you, again, a lot of people afford could afford a credit there. Mm-hmm. So it that makes it the album of 17 to 33 <laughs> names. 17, 38. Why devalue the... Why, right, because otherwise you devalue the, con- the contribution of someone who was the producer or the engineer. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's th- this is a collective of people yeah. who are working towards a project for an artist. Like, that's okay. beautiful. And man. it's like, okay to have someone else. That's the 16 and More people, people should do it. Yeah. Right. That's just my more people should do it if you want to gauge your success. Like especially if it comes out better. So, speaking on um, skill and the necessity of skill. Do you feel as though to be a rapper you must have some kind of freestyle game going on? Because I've always had back and forth. Oh, we I think 
Because I know some rappers who are dope with a pen but can't freestyle. They absolutely can. Like, I know a few. No, I mean, we, I mean, I won't discredit. Like, there's some great freestylers who can't write. You know what I mean? And, like, exactly. I think you just, that's just something that you, I don't say it's a a requirement. It's not a requirement. You're good at what you're good at. I mean, you should be here. It's like that. basketball players. Someone's got a three-point shot. Someone mm, can dunk. Someone right. can defend. Yeah, like, right. I mean, it's it all playing basketball. You. It's under the same umbrella. So I think that, you know, you know, some people are just better at other. It teams. seems like we're hanging greatness on the scale of like, this is an A. This is an A. This is an A. I mean, like, greatness can never like, greatness is uh, getting to greatness. You know what I mean, like, continuing to want to push because there's never going to be a point where you're just perfect. Well, you also mm-hmm. you also limit yourself to yeah. to ever hearing great music. Yeah, I'm not a great if, freestyle. If, I'm a great writer. So, like, I suit that strong point and then I may work <clears> on, <throat> you know what I mean, that. But it's like I'll never, you know, try to say, like, oh, I'm this and I'm the best at this and I'm going to just do that. And know? also what you're not good at sometimes makes you better at what you are. Like, I'm not the best actual musician. Like, I don't know any chord names. I don't know. But this guy, he knows all the chord. Like, so every time I'm always around him, I'm always like, ah, I wish I could play like that. Yeah. But then he might see me because I can't play. I use a lot of weird effects and do mm-hmm. a lot of really different things to almost kind of, like, hide it or, like, mm-hmm. you know, you yeah. know, distort things no, that, right in a way right. that other people might not. So then they'd be like, yo, that's Real, dope. Remember that conversation we had when I sent you the video of how Diplo um, and Skrillex made that? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are you now that I need you? Like, I they that. did so much distortion. Yeah. They said Justin Bieber sang, like, that was Justin Bieber singing. They distorted it so much to the point where it sounded like a dolphin noise and, like, all of the process and that went through it. Now, somebody who's a musician can say, like, I play this, this eight chords, yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever, but he can't make that That beat. sound. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's just like, you have to appreciate the talented and the innovative minds of different it's people creativity. who are good at what they're good at. You know what I mean? You know, <laughs> it's very rare, first off, to change my, my opinion on something, <laughs> but y'all have A, just done that. <laughs> right. And you have B, probably inspired another 5,000 more rappers who said, you know what, damn, said, I felt like I couldn't, I felt like I couldn't be an artist because I couldn't do this or I couldn't do that. Eh, well, now nah, I'm going to do it. Shout out to y'all, because y'all did it for yeah. <laughs> And you know, I'll, I'll well. say this too, like coming from, like I'm, I'm working on being a director. Like I've been directing music videos. I'm like trying to wake, make my way up to feature films. And one thing that music has taught me is that in, in as being a director, you're not doing everything. Mm-hmm. You, you actually can't do everything. Yeah. You, you, but you're the pirate of the ship, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're supposed to, you're directing, you're guiding where everybody's going. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's a skill in itself. That's what Quincy Jones did. He didn't mm-hmm. play every trumpet on Michael oh. Jackson's album. He called in people that were better than but him. But he found yeah. and he put exactly. those people, that collective together to, to, to kind of make that end result happen. And I think that that end result is the most important thing. And unfortunately, you know, at the end of a movie, you know, the director might get the award, Mm -hmm. but he goes up there and has that long list Mm -hmm. of people to Mm -hmm. thank the actors, the lighting people, the, you know, even the people who brought the food for everyone to eat that day. Like Mm -hmm. there's so many people People involved to make something great. Amazing. And I think it should be okay. And I think my, my, my biggest thing to take away from this, like, piece of conversation what happened is that low like whatever you're good at and like collaborate reach out to people like don't ever settle for just being okay don't ever settle for just being good like once you get to a step like i made the prologue by myself but now it's like i want to get better i can't i don't want to do the same thing i don't want to make the same songs like that was cool that's great it came in what it is but now like hey rio like how's my verse on this like now nah, you need to change that 
cool. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yo, real. Like, how are these cores? You know, they collaborate. We never let each other be just good. It's great. If this man's eyes aren't lighting up when I do a verse, <laughs> I got to go back and write my verse yeah. over. You know what I mean? Like, we have to have that standard. So anybody listening, you know, just create a standard of greatness. And if we all do that, then we're going to have, like, a beautiful world. You know if I mean? we all do that, Slim Jesus couldn't exist. Well, yeah, and I, th- I think that's a really good point because I, I do feel like, you know, a lot of us don't aim to be different enough. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of us yeah. aren't trying to come into this industry and try to create a niche mm-hmm. of, like, being something that doesn't exist already. Mm-hmm. So there is a formula. There was this guy, you know, shout out to the Dean's List, because, you know, mm-hmm. obviously the connection is yep. here yes, because is. of that. But, yeah. you know, there was a guy who auditioned, and he did he did a great job performing a song that I could hear on the radio. But that, mm-hmm. wasn't, that wasn't incredible. I told him, I said, bro, I could have made that. Yeah. Because what you did was you got a trap beat, you got a catchy hook, and you just put some lyrics to it and said, now I want to go perform this on the Dean's List. Mm-hmm. So for that reason, I'm not going to endorse you. I don't. You don't have my support. And I was that forthright with him because people ought to know that it. we know, people who know music know what it takes to just recreate something that was that's already done and that's very <laughs> popular. Mm-hmm. Sham can make you... I'm not even gonna name the the producer's name, but he can generate that sound if it, if it you know um, if need be. But yeah. what are we trying to do here? Are mm-hmm. we trying to be something and create and provide an element that doesn't already exist? And why are you making music? There's tons of people right. now that are doing it to to be on or to right. be famous or to get followers or to get likes. Weed them out. And we are the people that make things because we have to. Right. Mm-hmm. When yes. we wake up, Same. it's like that's because all. It's it's in our brain. Right. It's like there. It's like talking to us it's like that that's it like there's nothing we have to get this out but there's other people like man how can i be more famous so i can fuck right. bitches oh, so i can do this so <laughs> how can i fuck bitches is that <laughs> but no seriously that's a lot of motivation that's a lot of motivation i had a conversation with my with my friend like about poetry and why we do this work and we were trying to decide like what what is a poet though because mm. you can be someone who writes in a notebook and no one ever sees or be a poet on tumblr or you can have all these accolades and what have you but we boiled it down to a poet is someone who can't who can't live without without writing even mm-hmm. if it goes nowhere like it's, you can't function without that's an artist paper. yeah that's I an artist. Like when i when i first started making music i was six and i was writing like poetry like it was nursery rhymes but you know like <laughs> yeah. as i was coming up i didn't rap i was just writing poetry and it yeah. just happened to rhyme or whatever mm-hmm. and like it started to become this thing where i got my name true for my mother um i used to write um in my notebook and when my mother would talk to me, like, I was always that quiet. I was just quiet all the time because everything was up here. Mm-hmm. So my mother was like, what's wrong? I'm like, I'm fine, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I just go to my notebook and for pages and pages, just writing so many thoughts. Mm-hmm. And then my mother found it. And then mm-hmm. she was like, Ronald, come here. You know what I mean? And then I come in. She's like, so I'm looking at your notebook. And she was like, why aren't you telling me these things you're feeling? And, and it's just like, you know, I, I feel like I can just write it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have to say it. I write it. So it's like, I guess in the sense of poetry or wordsmith or lyrics, it's something that the only way you can fully express yourself is with this. And, like, that can be boiled down to production. It can be sound, whatever. Like, when you can't can't, uh, express yourself without this, like, that's when you, you know what I mean? You're an artist. You're a poet. You're a singer. You're a rapper. I can't feel you unless you're doing your art. I really you know do I mean? wish that for for everyone to for to have that release, you know, yeah. by and way of some 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 avenue that allows them to kind of get do. their feelings out. You know, that's like an interesting segue because um, you know I had cancer a few 
10 years, almost 10 years ago. And um, I was at a point in my, my production career where I was like, you know, really frustrated. Nothing was happening. I was making a bunch of beats and I kind of was like, I was imitating all the producers that I really looked up to. And I, I didn't really have my own sort of thing all the way yet. Mm -hmm. And um, and so when I had cancer, it was like, you know, it's like, am I going to die? Like, what's up? And I remember the first day that I found out the news, I came home. And I didn't like I didn't know how to call my mom and tell her I didn't know how to tell my girl I didn't know how to t say anything so I just came home and made this track and I put the headphones on and I just like let it out and then I started to like even when my chemo journey all that stuff I was using music as almost like a diary as like a journal mm -hmm. entry to because if I was gonna die I needed to have something for people to find me or to come yeah. reach me and so it was weird because the maybe like two months after I found out I, all my radiation was done, I, I was in remission, everything, I got my first placement. And I think that I know actually that that is because my music changed. It was no longer like, let me do this because it's fun and I like to do it. I was still doing it out of, you know, good intentions and everything because I loved it. But now I was saying something. I was speaking, mm -hmm. I was using my voice is what I mm -hmm. always try to say. Like yeah. I tell everybody, use your voice. Yeah. Everyone has a unique exactly. voice and you need to use that voice. So I was finally kind of in tune with, all right, you know, I'm finally being myself. No one else could say that, how it felt to get that cancer, except me. That was the exactly. only person that could speak that. So I just think that, you know, I encourage everybody and especially if you if you do have a talent, because there's a lot of people that are going through life and they have struggles, they have problems, and they don't have anything, yeah, they don't have right. any way to express that. And we're here because we're here to, to make those things. Because if you ever, I had somebody hear a song that I did and they cried, like they just heard the track and I was like, yo, you okay? And they were like, like, it's not saying anything, but it's saying everything right. to me. Yeah. It's saying what I, like, you know, it's touching a place. and. And I and when I saw that, I realized exactly how important it is that there's some people that don't have an outlet. It's just like literally like there's That's no. So they listen to music to escape, to go there. So you literally almost have a, a responsibility Job, as a creative yeah. Yeah. to to not, you know, come from a place of like inauthentic. Well, yeah. Authenticity. Is that a word? That's a word? Yeah, it is a word. Okay. Yeah, it is a word. Yeah, yeah. It's a noun, by the way. I don't got a Mothasaurus right now. <laughs> <laughs> from like what he's saying is like, um, I had this, and it'll be quick, but um, I was on a train, and then I just made a simple observation. I just I look around a lot, yeah. and all of these people were connected. Like, all their earphones were in. Nobody's talking. Mm -hmm. Everybody puts in their headphones, and for some reason, we have 30 minutes, 45 minutes, whatever your train commute is, like, to like be lost, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? For a second, mm -hmm. I think about bills, I think about your job right now, I have this time on this train right now to zone out, read a book, to yeah. draw, you know what I mean? Like some people, you know, like doing something on their phone, like creating something, and it's just like, I encourage anybody who does anything, you know what I mean? Like I spoke to a guy who works at a grocery store and he's been working there for 12 years and I'm like, can't imagine why somebody would want to be at a grocery store, but he says, yo, I love helping people. I love mm. feeding mm. families. Like, I love helping somebody find new organic food. This foods. is my talent. Like, yeah, he found right. a love. You know what I mean? And I encourage anybody out there, if there's anything that you just, even if it's the tiniest thing, you can make a living off of it and be happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. I'm just going to leave it right there. Yeah. Wow. I'm just going to leave it right there. All right. Yeah.
Yes, sir. <laughs> we want to thank you guys for coming in. Thank you um, so, so much. It was thanks a for having and us. Honor. The experience was amazing. I mean, you guys can't. You guys aren't here, but man, I hope we allowed you to be here for yeah. this for this this however long this this, this podcast is. But you know, um, shout out social media. You know. Little rounds. Shout out to Instagram too. Yeah, shout out Instagram. Uh, mine is Rio uh, at this Rio T H I S R E O. That's on Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Yeah, and this is Mont. I'm at Meet Mont Black, and you can meet Mont Black this Wednesday, October 21st. <laughs> <laughs> right here Brooklyn. Check us out, and at the Sound Killers if you need more information. All right, my name is Truth City. You guys can hit me at Mr. Truth City. Uh, M R Truth. City. Um, make sure you come out to the Kimberly Project on Wednesday. I promise you it's going to be a beautiful experience. Wednesday, Amen. 8 p.m., Kimberly Amen. Project, Brooklyn. And uh, my name is Sham, and my uh, Instagram is at uh, ShamTrackMusic. So S H A M T R A X M U S I C. Everything spelled correctly. And my Twitter is at ShamTracks. So check me out. All right, folks, and that's the Encore Radio Show. Uh, good morning. Good morning. The Encore Radio Show is an indie creative network production. Recorded at Redbird Studio and executively produced by Chris Scope Aesthetic.